This is a podcast from Coventry Climate Action Network. On the 11th of March, 2022, the seven local authorities in the Coventry and Warwickshire area met to agree how to work together and share information to address the challenges of climate change. Attendance was by invitation only. Many local climate activists and groups felt excluded, believing that global warming will only be stopped by engaging as many people as possible. Ultimately each one of us is responsible for taking action. In this series of podcasts, Coventry Climate Action Network publishes extracts taken from a video produced by Warwickshire County Council. This is the speech given by Councillor George Duggins, leader of Coventry City Council. So colleagues, good, good morning. I'm George Duggins, leader of Coventry City Council. Izzy, uh, second moves leader of Warwickshire, will follow and then there'll be a, a variety of eminent speakers uh, to take us through this, this morning. Um, I shall be here till around about 12 and uh, I know others will be popping in and out during the day. So welcome and thank you very much for, for coming. And I suppose our everyday lives are still heavily dependent upon the excessive use of fossil fuels, sustainability and climate change is the greatest challenge to ever face mankind uh, and there are no easy solutions but mankind needs to come together uh, you know to effectively meet this huge challenge in recent years local authorities across the country have declared climate change emergencies and set themselves the most ambitious targets uh, many to achieve carbon neutrality by 2030 20 years ahead of that set by the UK government, often, if we're frank, with little clue as to how they're going to achieve that goal. Coventry recognised the importance of the issue long ago. Then in the 1990s, we were very active with promoting Local Agenda 21, and as concerns about climate change grew, Coventry was a founding signatory of the Covenant of Mayors for Climate and Emergency back in 2008. It drafted its first climate change strategy in 2012, one of the first cities to do so, achieving its target of a 27.5% reduction in CO2 levels by 2020. Uh, and the council activities uh, enabled us to achieve that uh, six years ahead of, of target. We're members of the National Placed Climate Action Network, 17 leading authorities chaired by Professor Andy Goulson at Leeds University. Professor Goulson was involved in the development of the UK's Stern Review, which highlighted the economic consequences of climate change and how it will adversely affect the economy and the cost to our environmental support systems and society generally. Recently, we commissioned Andy Goulson's team to develop a zero carbon road route map for the city to help inform the development of the new council strategy for sustainability and climate change. If Coventry continues to use energy as it has, it will only be 10 more years uh, in which we uh, reach the uh, tipping point of temperature rise over 1.5 degrees centigrade. This is typical of cities across the country, so 
one can see the scale of the challenge that we face, which is immense. An increase above 1.5 will melt the Earth's permafrost, releasing methane, a greenhouse gas which stores 28% times more heat than carbon dioxide. The world's natural negative biofeedback mechanisms will become overloaded. Their failure will increase the risk of catastrophic climate uh, effects. To put the challenge before us, in perspective, the City Council is only responsible for about 1% of all carbon emissions in the city. So if we are going to have a major impact on addressing the city's contribution to climate change, we have to work in partnership with major stakeholders to effect lasting change. We invited Margot James, and we're very thankful uh, for Margot, uh, the former government minister for digital, culture, media and sport, and now executive chair of Warwickshire Manufacturing Group here at the University of Warwick to help bring together and chair an independent climate board of which my colleague, Councillor Jim O'Ball, is Vice-Chair. Professor Goldson gave a presentation at the Climate Board's last meeting highlighting the likely scale of challenge and we are looking forward to receiving the Zero Carbon Route Map which will identify the likely cost and carbon reduction benefits for a whole host of possible interventions across the city. The conflict in Ukraine and recent announcements of boycotts of oil and gas purchases from Russia has highlighted the importance of our needing to move to renewable energy sources sooner rather than later. As a local authority, we have created successful partnerships with industry in addressing issues such as district heating and the management of waste. We are now looking at how we address the issues of creating a zero carbon energy infrastructure to meet the needs of new developments and industry as well as helping to reduce costs for residents across the city. Rising fuel prices are going to hit those in fuel poverty very hard and we have been successful in bidding in every round of the government's LADS and social housing decarbonisation funds. We as an authority also invested providing support for those in fuel poverty. Yet of course the government will need to do more. Around 30% of our emissions come from households and in the last year we have invested 6.5 million which will improve the energy efficiency of some in the region of 650 households. Yet we know that approximately 13,000 households are in fuel poverty so the scale of investment is a major challenge. Commentary sees addressing these issues as a major opportunity for growing our local economy and creating jobs for the city. So as you will hear later today, my colleague Councillor O'Boyle uh, will outline with our sustainability and climate change team uh, what we'll, we will be doing. There are a number of issues here, colleagues. Zero carbon development of renewable energy infrastructure, circular economy, minimising waste, extending the lifespan of products, recycling and encouraging reuse, biodiversity increasing wildlife in the city and access to open spaces, tackling inequalities, addressing fuel poverty, food poverty and air quality and health, adoption of 
resilience, minimising the impact of extreme climate events, flooding and heat waves. Once we have completed our draft strategy we, and the Climate board, Change Board will be engaging with the city citizens of Coventry in this debate. Behavioural change and local action will be the key to our future success. The natural environment does not recognise local authority boundaries and what we do in one area will affect uh, people in other areas as well. This meeting is vitally important for us to learn from each other, share common interests to see where we can take our collective action and address the issues, whether it's sharing resources or lobbying government for change. The recent National Audit Office report commissioned by the Government's Climate Change Committee highlighted the fact that while central government recognises the importance of local government in addressing the challenge of climate change, it has not yet provided the framework and resources to enable us to realise the potential that we have. We all hope that today will help us share our experiences to start a collaborative process for addressing those cross-boundary issues which affect us all and our ability to create a zero carbon future. That was a podcast from Coventry Climate Action Network. To hear more of our podcasts, visit kofken.uk.